Welcome to So Here's the Thing, the podcast for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and creative educators who are ready to take their business to the next level. Through candid conversations, tactical approaches, and a few unpopular opinions, we're lifting the veil on what it takes to build both a life and a business that you love. I'm your host, Leila Amati, a coach for creatives and founder of the Creative Educator Academy, where I help entrepreneurs step into the role of industry leaders and educators. I'm so glad that you're here. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hello, friend. Welcome back to a new episode of So Here's the Thing. We were on hiatus. So excited to be back with some fresh new episodes. And we're kicking off this week with an episode that's really fun for me. July of 2023, as I'm recording this podcast, marks 10 years in business for me, which is insane. Um, It has been such kind of just like a crazy, wild journey. And entrepreneurship has been incredible. But it definitely looks different today than it did 10 years ago. And I feel like the business has evolved and changed in so many ways that were so unpredictable. So looking back on some of the best lessons that I learned in the past decade of entrepreneurship and business ownership, I wanted to share some of those lessons with you guys. A lot of them are things that I actually still carry with me daily that I have to remind myself of, kind of on a regular basis. Like I haven't really done away with a lot of these lessons. It wasn't just kind of a one and done, learn the lesson and move on. So I'm hopeful that there'll be something in it for everyone. And hopefully some of these will be good reminders for you. If you're still working through any of the things that, um, that are relevant to some of the lessons I'm going to share. So let's go ahead and dive in to some of the best lessons I've learned over the past decade. The first one, and this is one that again, I have to remind myself of all the time is that you are not behind. You are not behind. There is no race to run. It's all, it's self-imposed. Like the race that you're viewing is something that you've kind of decided, like whether it's through society, social media, whatever, that you are in this sort of imaginary race to some made up finish line. And there's just not one going on. You're not in a race. So there's no way that you could possibly be behind. There's no age that is too late to start doing something new or changing lanes or making a shift in your business or your life. Um, It's not ever too late. And I think that that's something uh, I was, I was a little bit older than the people around me in the industry. When I started a decade ago, I had already had uh, a full career beforehand in a different industry. And I felt that a lot. I felt that really frequently all the time, which is, is it just too late for me to start? Or is it, and, and after that, is it too late for me to make a big shift and try something new and do something different? And guess what guys, it's not. So I hope that that really helps kind of remind you that there's no race to be run. There's just absolutely no way that you could possibly be behind because again, there is no race going on that you're a part of. You are in your own lane and you are doing great. And there is no such thing as being too late. So uh, that's the first and probably I think one of the most important lessons. The second lesson that I wanted to share with you guys is just being really discerning about who you take advice from. I know that sometimes the people that we trust the most in life, respect the most in life, they're still not going to understand our visions, whether that's a significant other, a family member, a friend, somebody in a leadership position that you are, you know, or that's surrounding you right now, they may give you advice that isn't really the right advice for you. And I know that that can be really hard to handle. I remember uh, as I reflect back on the very beginnings of, of my 
business journey, I remember so clearly I was a teacher, I was a high school teacher and my principal at the time when I went full time, I went to him and I told him my plan and I was like, here's what I'm doing. I love the kids. I love teaching, but I just can't do it all at the same time. And I've, I've got to give this a shot. You know, I've got to give this entrepreneurship business ownership thing a, sh- a shot, a real, real effort. And he was so worried about me. He cared about me. He was a great boss, a great principal. I have a lot of admiration and respect for him as a person, as a leader, as an educator. And I just never will forget the gut punch feeling that I had when he told me like, I think you're going to regret this move. I think you're going to regret retiring from teaching. I don't think you will find the fulfillment that is important to you as an educator because he knew so deeply who I was as a teacher, as an educator. I was also a dance director and coach, and that meant a lot to me. And so those interactions and the fulfillment of helping people reach their goal was one of the biggest, most important things in my life. And he knew that. And so he told me flat out, I think you're going to regret this move. I don't think you're going to find the same fulfillment that you have found in teaching, in business ownership, in entrepreneurship. And I worry that you're making a mistake. And he actually told me to hold on to my resignation and to really sit and think on that. And I did. I mean, I, as I said, I really respected his opinion. And so I did, I sat and and thought on it and I thought, no matter what I do, I'm an impact-driven person and I will find a way to make this fulfilling. And I did. A decade later, I don't even do you know, what I was doing a decade ago. Now I work primarily with helping people reach their goals and become better speakers, better educators, better entrepreneurs, business owners. And I see the fulfillment in their lives being bettered by our work together. And so I found that fulfillment and I knew that that was something I could do. But if I'd listened to the doubt that somebody who I respect and admire had told me at the time, it would be a very different past 10 years. So I I just think that that story really encompasses how important it is to take what people say and really like think on, is this true or is it just kind of their perceived truth? So I love that lesson. The next thing I want to share is something that I, I mean, I think we all struggle with. I'm as a lot of entrepreneurs are, I'm an Enneagram three, wing two, and I feel really strongly about accomplishment and about making sure that people really feel like I've helped them and all the things. And, you know, in a perfect world, we wouldn't care what people thought about us, but I know that we do. I know how hard it is to not let the fear of judgment, of fear of comparison, of self-doubt, imposter syndrome, competition, and really, I mean, more than anything, it's the fear of failure. I know how much those fears can hold us back and can prevent us from moving forward and, and can stop us from like doing the big things that we dream and that we want to try. And again, in a perfect world, we just wouldn't care what anybody thought about us. But even if you do, even if you face those fears, just like I do as an Enneagram three claiming it, like as somebody who cares what people think, it can be so hard to show up and do the thing that you want to do. Do it anyway. That's the big lesson here is do it anyway. I'm not saying don't feel those fears. It is valid to feel the way that you feel. There's no feeling that you can have that's not valid. So feel your feelings and do it anyway. Push yourself forward and do it anyway. That's kind of one of the biggest lessons in entrepreneurship in general and that I've seen in the past in the past years. Anytime I've been scared, anytime I've had a fear of failure, 
even if I failed at the end of it, I did it anyway. And it's what's moved me forward and it's what will move you forward. So, you know, feel your feelings and then just move on, move on forward, do it, do it anyway. The next one is kind of in the same lane of you really just can't make everyone happy all of the time. I am a people pleaser. Again, I really want people to feel like they have gotten the very best from being around me, from interacting with me, from working with me, from hiring me, uh, from investing their time into me. And so I would love to make 100% of people happy 100% of the time. But when you own your own business and you are the boss, it is pretty much impossible to make everybody happy all of the time. You're going to make some hard decisions. You're going to come up against really tough situations. You're going to surprise yourself on how you handle a lot of these things. And so I think just remembering that you are a human being who owns a business and runs a business and you're doing the very best you can. And it's okay to not make everybody 100% happy 100% of the time. This next lesson is something that I've actually in the past, maybe like five years, really grown to to understand. And I've shared this on the podcast several times before. So sorry if I'm a broken record, but I think it's really important. And the lesson that I've learned that I want to share with you guys on this one is that you really can't discount the experience that you've built in your life ahead of your life as a business owner, as an entrepreneur. So don't throw away the experiences, the expertise, the education, the personal and professional growth that you're bringing to the table, even if it's from another industry, even if it's from another world. Like, for example, all of the experience that I had as an educator in the public school system as a curriculum designer, as a public speaker, all of these things have built up a foundation for me to then apply to my entrepreneurship career. And I would have never been able to tell you that a decade ago when I decided to become a full-time photographer and, you know, like part-time educator, I would have never been able to realize how much of my experience in the past in previous industry, I could apply to current industry and how much that would set me apart and how much that would set me up for success. So what things have you learned and have you grown in that other people in your industry have no idea about or no expertise in? And how can you apply that to your current business? I think that's just, there's so much value there that we just tend to discount. So not discounting that I think is just a huge lesson. I wish I had known a little bit earlier. The next lesson is kind of more of a, on a person, well, they're all kind of personally and professional, let's be real. Um, but this one is something that I, I think was really hard for me as somebody who I consider myself really loyal in terms of friendship and relationships. Building relationships is so important to me as a person um, and as a business owner. And I, I just, I want to share this and take it with a grain of salt, but I really think that it's important to know that some of the people that you consider really, really close friends, industry friends, uh, people that you might hit it off with or that you think you would hit it off with, people who you want to connect with and you want to create relationships with, some of those people are going to end up not being the people for you. They're not going to maybe turn out to be the best to surround yourself with. But on the flip side, the more important part of this lesson is that some of the people that you would have never considered being your kind of person, like quote unquote, your kind of person, um, some of the people that you would have never considered partnering with or collaborating with or, you know, building community with, those are the people sometimes 
that end up being the most beneficial people to form relationships with. And those are the people that become irreplaceable in your business and in your life. Some of my business besties, like the people who I would consider my quote unquote inner circle, my like brain trust, they're not necessarily people who I would have been like, oh, they're definitely going to like love me. We're going to become best fast friends. Although I will say like as an Enneagram two and three, whatever, I tend to like think that about everybody. I just want to be best friends with everybody. But in general, I'm like, oh, surprisingly, the people who I could not run my business without are not people that I was like, must must go meet this person. I must go become best friends with this person. It just kind of developed organically and their strengths complemented my weaknesses and my strengths complemented their weaknesses. And we could help each other grow and we would grow together over the years. And I think that that was just really beautiful to understand that some of the people that I really wanted to sit at a table with were not for me. And the people who I ended up at tables with were fully meant to be the people that I was supposed to share that table with. So I just loved that so much. And I think that that's something that's really, really impacted uh, my business growth and just my personal growth as well. This next one, I say a lot again, but I just think it's so important to remember. And it's something that you really have to be in charge of yourself for. And that is that sometimes you really have to stop consuming content in order to create content. Sometimes the overconsumption of social media, of education even, and I say that as an educator who like sells education, sometimes you've got to hit the brakes and stop consuming and lean on what you've already consumed and what your brain is creating in order to truly create something unique and effective and impactful and exciting. And again, only you can know when it's time to enforce that. Only you can know when you're really starting to get burnt out on the consuming of content of education and when you've hit kind of like a pause and um, maybe a roadblock in the creation process. So I think it's just kind of a gut check, but I think it's something that's really important to remember is, is going to be really influential in the creation process. This is another one that has kind of been my catchphrase, especially when I was teaching the Creative Educator Academy and I was talking about trying to decide where to begin on new offers or what to do with current offers. And that is that you can do it all. I truly believe that for those of us who are multi-passionate and we have a lot of things we want to share and we have a lot of things we want to pursue and we have a lot of things we want to do, I really think you can do it all. I just think that you can't do it all at once. So knowing that nothing is forever You don't have to do every single thing on your list of things you want to do at the same time. You can take your time, do one thing, make a shift, try something else. You just don't have to do it all at once and you don't have to do it all forever. And I just love continually saying to myself, nothing is forever. Nothing is permanent. I can stop offering this thing anytime I want and I can start offering something anytime I want, especially for my multi-passionate entrepreneurs out there. I used to feel like, the concept of launching something new, trying a new offering, trying a new service was going to like put me in a box or really stifle me or really like put me in a, like corner me into an area I didn't want to stay in forever, but continually reminding myself that like the only person that's keeping me there is myself. And that is the beauty of entrepreneurship, right? Is like trying new things until you find the thing that's your thing um, or that you want to stay in for a while 
that's the beauty of it is that you can try as many things as you want. You can pursue as many paths as you want. Just give it a real shot and understand that you don't have to do them all at the same time. And you really shouldn't do them all at the same time, but that you have the freedom to do it all. And that you totally can pursue as many of these things as you want, um, over time. So I just really love that lesson. All right. I think we're on lesson like nine out of 10. I I definitely wrote down 10 lessons I've learned in 10 years because I'm cheesy like that. And I just thought it was really fun. So bear with me. We're on lesson nine. And that is how important it is to build relationships. We kind of touched on this before about how it's important to be open about the different types of people you're going to meet. But more importantly, or I guess equally as important is showing up and getting real really fast with the people that you're showing up to be around. So in order to create those true relationships and build up like actual, really meaningful connection and community, you've got to show up. So that means I think I've done episodes on episodes of this, but showing up to like joining a group program online or showing up to a conference or a retreat or an event, showing up to local networking events, if that's your thing, you know, just physically and really mentally showing up again and again and being willing to let all those defenses down and building relationships fast. I truly believe from the bottom of my heart that that is the best and biggest catalyst for anybody's business growth and anybody's personal growth is building real relationships with different people. I think that can just be the most invaluable thing of all time. Last but not least, this is lesson 10 out of 10. I know I like didn't number these as I went because I was just like so excited to go through them all. But the 10th lesson that I've learned in the past decade is that if you want to be a leader, and I just think this is so important to talk about with you guys who are here with me, knowing that I work with speakers, I work with leaders. If you want to be a leader, lead. Start leading now. Don't wait for any permission. Don't wait for people to request it of you. Work from a place of your own passion. Work from an ethical place of passion. Work from a place of strong opinion and desire to help others and leave impact. If these are things that are resonating with you and you want to lead inside of your communities and inside of your industry, start leading now. As Simon Sinek said, be the leader that you wish that you had. Bringing it full circle to point number one, it is never too late. You are not too late. You are not behind. If you are wanting to step into leadership, I want to encourage you today, start leading, start showing up as a leader. Um, That's the only way that true growth in leadership is going to happen is if you start. So I hope you guys enjoyed these 10 little lessons. For years now, we have done unpopular opinions for every single episode. So I've got one for you. Um, And one lesson that I think is a little unpopular is that there is nothing wrong with being in a time of hustle and a time of hard work and a time of maybe you're feeling a little exhaustion. Maybe you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling really burnt out. It happens. It's business ownership we own our businesses. We are the ones pushing forward. And I do believe in rest. And I do believe that rest is not a reward. Rest is a necessity. It is something that you are a hundred percent, um, that you have to seek out, but there are also times of hustle and there's just not forward progress. If you're not the one who is working behind the scenes to make that happen. 
in certain times of business ownership in certain times of life. And so I just want to give you that unpopular opinion that I just do believe that there are times where that is okay. And I know that there are a lot of people out there who are telling you, you have to find the boundaries. You have to find the balance. I'm one of those people that says all of those things, but I also know the truth is that sometimes it means late nights. Sometimes it means working weekends. Sometimes it means putting in that extra work to push a little bit harder to make exciting things happen. And then you find the rest at the end. So I just wanted to throw out that unpopular opinion for you guys. And I really want to thank every single person who has been here in any capacity for any amount of time in the past 10 years with me. I could not have made it this far without your support and without your involvement and without you in my community. And I'm extremely, extremely grateful to be a part of a community with such incredible people and doing entrepreneurship with you guys has made it such an incredible 10 years for me. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. And I will see you guys on the next episode. For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to SoHere'sTheThingPodcast.com. This show is brought to you by the Creative Educator Academy, where we teach creative entrepreneurs how to teach, because I believe that industries thrive when experts can share their knowledge well. If you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review on iTunes or see your rating on Spotify. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.